Hello and welcome to the sixth edition of the Parentcast and the second in our little mini-series on routine. Hello Mary and Natasha, welcome back. How, how are we all doing today? Hello. Oh, is that good? <laughs> uh, I think the less we talk about today, the better. <laughs> yeah, stressful days all round. In that I case... I feel like a day to talk about routine or... No, I agree, I agree. I think we're all feeling a bit sleep deprived uh, mm. for various reasons. We're, speaking of which, let's kick off by giving our listeners a brief idea of where we're all at in terms of a bedtime routine. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so since S dropped his nap, um, he pretty much goes to bed at seven on the dot. He's so active in the day. Um, we're always outdoors, especially nice with the, now with the lovely weather. And so... Um, we usually, he's done with dinner, he's hanging out downstairs, and we usually go up at about half six. Um, he drinks his milk, uh, has a bath at about quarter to seven or ten to seven. We're in his room, um, and then it's story time for about ten minutes or so. And uh, seven or five past seven, he just says, he himself says, I'm tired, and gets into bed. Thirty seconds, and he's out, fast asleep. That just sounds like a dream come true. <laughs> I can't I can't say he always stays sleeping through the night, but yes, now that we don't have the nap in terms of bedtime routine, it's gotten a lot uh, easier in terms of him actually going to bed. I'd love that for myself. If I could just go to sleep after 30 <laughs> seconds, that'd be amazing. Um, we instigated a bedtime routine at about eight weeks old, and it hasn't changed much since, to be honest. Um, so we have dinner between five and six bath time at about six and then on a bad day we watch in the night garden at six twenty. <laughs> on a good day we kind of have a little bit of a calm play and then she has her bottle and story and bed and um previously that was boob then bath then bed and it all flipped around once weaning came and um yeah, she, on the whole, at 7 o'clock, is ready for bed, um, unless she's ill or, at the moment, obviously, with the MMR fallout, we're struggling sometimes at 7, and she's still crying at 8. <laughs> but, yeah, on the whole, we have a pretty successful bedtime routine. And I'd say she's sleeping through four or five nights out of seven at the moment, which we're pretty happy with, and I don't want to jinx that. <laughs> Natasha, what would you say your your out of seven is? I wonder whether it goes up. I'd like to think it goes up with each of us. Um, so he so he now kind of stays in his bed probably, yeah, five four or five nights uh, out of the week. But he still he still wakes. But I think as they get older, they wake for different things. Like last night, you know, I could hear him sort of trashing about and talking, and it just turns out that he was having a bad dream. So he was actually asleep. So I just went in, you know, put my hand on his um, chest and just kind of shushed him. Um, and, and he was fine. So I don't know. Technically, he's not sleeping through the night because if I have to wake up to do that, then I'm still waking up. But mm. really, he is because he's in his sleep. So I guess it depends on if, if you're talking about whether I'm getting a full <laughs> night's sleep <laughs> or whether he's getting a full night. Shall I finish up so with the youngest addition to the group and you can't see my inverted commas for bedtime routine um, <laughs> it, the, the timing is similar so we have a bottle that we've introduced fairly recently 
at about half five-ish, somewhere between five and half five, and then digesting, burping time. Sometimes we have a bath, sometimes we don't. It depends how clean or otherwise and how many explosive diapers we've had. Diapers? Where are spending my spending too much time with me and Natasha. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, too much time surfing the internet, being like, oh, green poo, Mr. Mark. Um, uh, and then we have, yeah, a bit of a bath or a bit of like quiet play, um, like singing some songs or something really wholesome like that. Um, and then we tend to read a book and then have a final breastfeed before bed, hoping she's on her way to bed by 7.30. So that's the sort of dream. Sometimes it just happens. It's so slick. And I just think we have got this nailed. And then there are other nights where we breach the 40, we get to the 45 minute sleep cycle. And I think we've got through it tonight. So we won't be interrupted by the baby alarm going. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, at 45 minutes, she's back up again, kind of grizzling or often she just wants to burp again, just like we all do. Um, but I think out of seven days a week, uh, wait, I'll consult with my husband what he thinks. Uh, he's, 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 oh, he's got an ambitious three up. Oh, that's ambitious. He went from four <laughs> to three. I think, yeah, three sounds reasonable. Maybe three. And what do you class as sleeping through the night? Cause I remember reading that if they sleep for five hours at a stretch, yeah. that's classed as sleeping through, which I just found very depressing, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> That applies to three-year-olds. That definition, I think she sleeps through most nights. I think actually bedtime isn't too bad. It's during the night that we have issues with. Once she's awake, either she wakes up fully or, you know, she just doesn't want to go back down. Once she's had a little taste of like a cuddle and being close to someone. Sorry, I'm slightly offloading that here. (laughs) It's fine. I think we're all in an offloading kind of mood tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I just need to sleep, God. I was gonna say don't even don't even talk about four to five minute sleep cycles. When S got to about mm, maybe five six months, I'd say, he decided that uh, he would wake every sleep cycle. So if I know, and so if he went to bed at about half seven, he'd probably sleep for the first three hours. But then after that, from about half ten, it literally was every forty minutes and I think that's why I started co-sleeping because you know I was pretty much on my own most of the time and it got to a point where I was so exhausted from going like back up down the corridor and then I moved his cot um, back into my room and I was just so tired and I thought you know what I'm lying in this double bed I'm on my own anyway so I popped him in beside me and he would sleep like a dream like he he wouldn't stir until like half seven the next morning and I thought why didn't I do this wow. ages ago um and that that's how we that's how we started co-sleeping because it let it allowed me to sleep and it allowed him to sleep and um it just yeah it kept my sanity because otherwise I'd be up at half six in the morning you know downing cups of coffee because mm. I need to stay awake and it got to a point where I was like this is dangerous because it's, I'm so tired I don't want to you know fall asleep on him or just you know not have my complete attention, especially mm. because he was sitting up at, at that stage and trying to commando crawl. Um, and co-sleeping just, just worked for us because I was just far more alert with him sleeping next to me and mm. getting a proper night's sleep. So we have this issue at the wake-up point during the night. She sleeps fine on her own, and then at the wake-up point, from there on in, the way to actually get her to carry on sleeping is to co-sleep. But 
I don't know how she knows the difference. So, you know, to put her down in her, she'll be absolutely fine, lying flat in your arms, transfer to the crib and instantly awake. Lying next to you, she's absolutely fine. It's the same as if, even if you're just standing with them and then you sit down, that was our biggest problem. If I even sat down, even if I didn't put her down, she knew and the screaming started again. And you know, when you're just so tired and you just think, I can't take the screaming anymore, I'll just hold them. Yeah, I remember that. We never co-slept. When you mentioned Natasha in the previous episode that you co-slept, I assumed you'd done it from very early on. Because obviously in those like first few nights that you have them home, baby girl did sleep on mine on my partner's chest for a couple of hours here or there. And then you have the thing where you wake up and you put them in the Moses basket or wherever they're sleeping because they've kind of gotten to a deep sleep. You fall back asleep. And then you wake up in a blind panic because you're so tired that you've actually forgotten that you've put them back in their Moses basket. And then I woke up multiple days and I'd see the other half scrabbling round in the sheets going, where is she? She's not here. Where is she? And I was like, she's, she's in the Moses basket. <laughs> she's fine. And he was like, I thought I'd squashed her. And so like that for us was why we never, because he, he especially was so worried that we'd smother her or something. But, you know, you breastfeed lying down. In those very early days, it did work quite well. But I got told off by the other half for letting her sleep in the bed. So we actually had the same, exact same kind of nightmare or sleep, or a wake mare type situation where my uh, husband would, I'd, I'd wake up and he'd be like dragging me across the bed. Like, you're crushing her, you're crushing her. Um, and because of that, we, I'd, I'd spoken about like, get it, I think I put it as a product of the week, uh, the Poddle Pod. And we got that, and that's kind of like an enclosed, almost like... I'm going to call it a rubber ring. I don't know what I liked it to before, but one thing... I seem to remember the term piles cushion. Yes. Oh, okay, I have used that before. I was like, I don't know if that's appropriate for Reggie, but that's basically what big piles cushion for your... the biggest pile you've ever pushed out. That kind of can go in the bed next to you. So that's quite good. I was nervous a bit about putting her in that, but I can kind of put my hand on her and check she's still breathing. And then we kind of sleep with me kind of propped against her. Um, so how much room is there left in the bed for you guys? Because from what I've seen in the uh, shops, those things are quite big. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I don't have much room to just sleep. That is really business to lose my worries. Although we are in the process of moving house, and one of the things I put on the must list is a king-size bed. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh, we've got okay. a bigger bedroom, and now I'm like, yes. Because I just think, if we have <laughs> a second... I always laugh before I say that. So I think, like, that bed is going to get crowded with all these poddle pods and toddle. There's a toddle pod as well. Oh, wow. Um, oh my goodness. There's, there's not going to be much space left. So the bigger the bed, the better. Um, yeah, but that's kind of as close as we've got to co-sleeping and the accidental co-sleeping. Yeah. A few people I know, especially if they're um, breastfeeding, lying down, like you mentioned, Amy, is they, they kind of create a sidecar. So baby sleeps there, so the baby's kind of beside you, but not in bed with you. I guess it's harder yeah. to roll onto them if they have their own special section. Yeah. But then I've seen those. Uh, I just uh, part of me thinks there's so many things out there. I could mm. spend probably thousands of pounds mm. and trying to road test all the different bits and pieces. My partner always says I'm a bit of a hippie, which I'm really not. But like I always said things like before, at some point, you would have just there was no such thing as co-sleeping because it's just what we did as humans. Yeah. And so I, I, I actually think there is something, and obviously you read about these horrendous stories in the newspaper where a mother did, unfortunately, 
roll onto her child breastfeeding or whatever and you know my heart goes out to them but at the same time I think that there is a certain element of like I used to be the heaviest sleeper in the world I slept through a tornado warning when we lived in the states as a kid I mean I'm talking heavy sleeper here and now you could drop a pin in the next room and I will wake up and I think that when you become a mum there is kind of something innate in you that you know if you hadn't had three glasses of wine and then co-slept with your child or whatever, you would probably be aware that they're there, even if you're asleep. Because yeah, it's, it's inbuilt. I completely agree. I completely agree. A lot of the times, you know, with these stories, there's always, like, there's always something else behind it. Like you said, the wine or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, with co-sleeping, of course, there's, there's dangers, but I think there's dangers with far more other things that we do mm-hmm. than there are than there is with co-sleeping as long as you haven't been drinking smoking you know doing drugs and all the things I guess you shouldn't yeah. be doing if you're sleeping with a very little baby beside you or caring for a very little baby to be honest yeah, yeah but we're not here to judge so yeah I'm kind of like ha, 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 as I sit here with my glass of wine yeah oh, I've, I've got mine as well this week <laughs> Um, Natasha, so when did you stop co-sleeping then? Um, well, like I was saying earlier, there's still a few nights that he'll come into to bed with me. So I guess technically we're still co-sleeping. But when he was in bed with me every night, um, I'd say, I guess... Was it was a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a gradual thing. So it wasn't, you know, just one of those things where I put him in his own room and he just sort of slept through. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm pretty laid back about the whole thing. It's just, you know, I think that also comes down to the fact that it's just me in the bed so I think well why not you mm-hmm. know cuddles won't last forever so true yeah I think it's different when you have a partner we um we had to move baby girl into her own room earlier than we planned because she outgrew the Moses basket and the cot didn't fit in our room she was hanging her legs over the sides <laughs> and so it was like oh okay time for the cot and time for your own room then and my partner was quite pleased because I think for him it was getting back to a sense of normality and but obviously that tied in with the four month sleep regression and I actually ended up sleeping more nights in the armchair in her room than I did in bed (laughs) so I can kind of sympathize with why you would end up just saying let's go sleep or but at the same time it took us a bit by surprise the whole four month sleep regression thing but you're, you're sleep training now, aren't you, Mary? Uh, <laughs> no. We are. I think we're, we're doing... I think what most parents do is that we're doing it on and off, which counts as not doing it, because that definitely doesn't work. So we've had the odd time where we both felt strong enough to be like, yeah, let's, let's give it a go this evening. Let's put her down. Sleepy, but not sleeping. So we'll put her down. She screams a bit. We go in. And she kind of, at the moment, does this thing where she'll tease us, where you do a couple of, like, five-minute check-ins, and she's... The, the crying dies down and you think we're winning we're winning <laughs> only a couple more and you stand outside the door and it's gone quiet and you think yes we've done it we've done it we've cracked sleeping and then she ramps up with more gusto than she ever did so we've tried it I think we've tried it together twice and I've tried it once on my own I just can't get it to work and I always crack first it's like a yeah like battle, a battle of wills yeah it's battle of wills and I don't have any will. I haven't slept properly for, you know, five months. I'm done. She knows she's won. I think it was for us, we started around seven months half-heartedly. And at nine months, I was getting two hours a night and I just, I couldn't function. I think I've mentioned this before. Um, 
suddenly I had the willpower because I just realised that I couldn't carry on like that and you do have to be so strong like even now we're going through a bad spell with baby girl and we're having to almost retrain her and like she goes down fine at seven most nights and then suddenly like midnight or one and we'll be awake for three four hours in the night just solid screaming and not to belittle your experience at all Mary because I've been there but wait until her lungs are that much stronger in about six months time (laughs) I mean we fear for our neighbours because obviously we're in an apartment block and we're just like, well, maybe we should hold her because, you know, the neighbours are going to start complaining. You know, this is the fifth night in a row now <laughs> and if she, we can hear her through the walls, they certainly can. Yeah, I, I've been worrying to my mum. I was like, what happens if someone calls, like, child protection services <laughs> on me? <laughs> Shouldn't laugh, really, should you? No, no, <laughs> it's not funny, but, like, you just think... They'll hear that her screaming and crying, and then they might just hear me sobbing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Please sleep. Oh. Um, well, yeah. Amy, if it's any consolation, S, when he was the same age as baby girls, did that. But I have to say, he only did it, I think, three times, and oh, it almost killed me. It 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 was hard. Well, I have to say, he didn't cry through those those three, three hours. Um, you know, but he was just up and wanting to play, and I—he uh, was in a dark room. I—I I didn't, I didn't understand it, but luckily it only happened like three or maybe four times. That's interesting because a friend of mine who has a boy who's a week younger than baby girl, she said the same that he's awake but he's not crying, whereas myself and my other friend whose daughter is three weeks younger than baby girl, both of us are saying they're awake and they are screaming yeah. the house down. So I don't know if it's maybe a boy-girl thing or if yeah. it's just by chance that the two girls' personalities are melodramatic. In terms of like sleep training with us, I remember when he was about six months going through those crazy 40-minute wakings and I couldn't I couldn't bear it anymore. I wasn't sleeping and I thought, okay, this is it. This, you know, Everyone I know has done, done this. I'm going to do it. And I remember leaving him to cry for about five and a half minutes I cried for about four and a half of those minutes yeah um and then I couldn't do it and that's pretty much when we started co-sleeping because I couldn't bring myself to to sleep train saying that I remember a friend once her daughter could kind of understand her and was speaking she said to her okay you know I'm in the room but I'm not going to sit here and pat you and she said the first night she was a bit cranky for 45 minutes and then eventually she was able to um you know to put herself to sleep and I think that's probably one thing I should have done like you know and that taught him how to put himself to sleep so mm-hmm. not really sleep train but just I guess self-settle encourage <laughs> sleep encourage, encourage. yeah yeah so a gentle him. nudge yeah but saying that now that he he goes to sleep so quickly because we don't have a nap I don't mind having to like hold his hand for that two minutes yeah or whatever. we did pat pat shush shush which is baby whisperer which worked for us partly because I'd done the early stuff with her and I kind of trusted it. It had worked for us before. Um, If you do it from a younger age, it's pick up, put down. So you pick them up and even if they continue to cry, you kind of give them a pat and a shush and then you put them back down and you leave again. Whereas for us, we kind of did a mixture of pick up, put down and pat, pat, shush, shush. But to be honest, it did work for us. And now, usually, you know, not this last week, but usually if she cries in the night, we go in, give her a little rub on the back and just to let her know that kind of she's not alone turn on you in and we walk away and she falls fast asleep when you find something that works you don't break it you in his yeah. ours yeah. but 
at the same time, it does work, but you, you do have to be quite diligent. And the other, the other half is better at it than I am. I think partly after a while I start to think yeah. there must be something wrong because she just doesn't cry like this. So clearly she's teething or it's the MMR or maybe she's not well or you had a cold last week. Maybe she's picked up your cold and we just haven't realised. And you kind of start trying to rationalise all the reasons why you shouldn't just do pat, pat, shush, shush. Does S or your little one, Mary, have like a little cuddle toy or something that you give them? I have, I have my own toy still. Do I? Yeah, Aww. me too. Cuddle <laughs> during these hard nights. I like <laughs> my Nelly, who's an elephant, and I, part of me is like, maybe she'll have the same magic for our little one that she does for me. And I've even tried introducing them, and then part of me is like, have you seen that Friends episode where Joey accidentally gives his penguin? To yes. Baby? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, this is my, uh, yeah. Did I say before that on I'm watching Friends from the Beginning on Netflix? It's like... Oh, it's on Netflix thing. now? Oh, 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 America one. I probably actually shouldn't say this. I'm using, uh, like, an add-in to plug in to access it. Um, but, oh. yeah, it's like that. I'm like, I don't really want her to want Nelly. But at the same time, if that was the thing that made her sleep. Oh, how cute would it be, though, if it was your toy and then you pass her yeah. on and... Cute, yeah. Yes, that I would... agree. Totally obsessed. <laughs> yeah. I, I have, have to start coasting again. <laughs> so that people sleep together. I, know, I have a little bear called Roger, and I've had him since I was one. So he is. Uh, what a name for a kid's teddy bear! It's so yeah, formal. It's, <laughs> I think. Well, I don't think he had a name for the first few years until I was about six or seven. Totally giving away my age, and I loved the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I used to like oh, that. Yeah. And that's where he got his name from. Um, and he does he does um, still sleep beside my pillow. I don't cuddle him, but he's there. <laughs> but but that little bear has seen me through like boarding school and yes. everything. So I I absolutely love him. Uh, yeah. I would not give him to S. S has his own little bunny, and he he's not really super attached to him. But it's just something we take on holiday, just so. It kind of feels like this is my bed because Bunny is always in my bed. Mm. That was why we introduced one because we got given one of these blankets with a head and hands and feet. And we started putting that in with you in the sheep because we thought, oh, it'll make the cot smell of home when we go away. But we have this thing and it's interesting. Baby girl definitely has clocked it because if she manages, he's named Lammy. If he, um, if she manages to get Lammy out of the cot she almost scurries away with a big smile on her face and just say, ha, 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 I've got him out the cot because <laughs> my, my partner was really worried that she'd become overly attached. So now we have this rule that Lammy lives in the cot and he gets scared if he's out of the cot and so he has to stay in the cot. And then we were in Italy a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, whatever, and she actually commandeered another child's bunny and we ended up having to bring this bunny home with us and she is never, ever without this bunny <laughs> And we were like, we've worked so hard with Lammy so that this didn't happen. And it just shows they attach whatever they want to whatever they want, don't they? Oh. <laughs> um, let's quickly cover our top tips for getting babies and toddlers to sleep in general. Or top tips for us getting some sleep in general. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah. Do you want to kick off, Mary? Oh, God. I don't even know if I have any top tips. I have just a scattergun of things I've done. Warm baths, they, they seem quite soothing. Um, grow bags are amazing because they stop them kicking off their sheets. Um, at the moment, we're just feeding her to sleep. Um, so, my, yeah, my top tips are probably full of ums and not really top. Natasha? Done. 
Do you have any? Um, yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with the, the warm baths. Um, and then just, well, when he was younger, at least a good kind of 20 minutes of um, quiet time before he went down to bed. With the grow bags, <laughs> Mary, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. They were great when he was younger until he decided that he wanted to practice his crawling in his cot. I wasn't um, going to burst the bubble. <laughs> okay, let's, do one. let's take that back. I'll start again. <laughs> Once I want to burst that bubble, don't worry. They found um, their child no. hanging halfway out the crib, kind of like like flailing because he can't get his legs apart. But it's very bad. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna carry on to say that um, every child is different because my nephews, they were in their grow bag until they were like a little over two years old, and they didn't have that issue. So maybe it was just my overactive child <laughs> who tried to stand up in a grow bag. But for all the listeners, if they're okay with it and you can find a safe way to do it, then you know while they're still young, my top tip would still be co-sleeping. I would just say that you have to find that fine line, I guess, between habit and them actually needing it and then move them and move them into their own car um i would recommend i i think baby girl was about five months and i happened to meet the neonatal nurse but she was on maternity leave and she recommended try stroking her in between the eyes down the nose and i'm not kidding she went out like a light every time (laughs) i don't know what this did but it made her droop her eyes and then she'd be gone And the other one was if she was on her front because baby girl loved tummy time and she, as soon as she could roll, we couldn't stop her sleeping on her front. Um, Pat her on the bum and just gently pat, pat, pat. And again, it had the same effect and she'd just go straight to sleep. She didn't always stay asleep, but she would go to sleep. What what age was that at? I think she was about five months, so not much older than yours. Yeah. Because the bum tap is something I've noticed experienced mothers do. Yeah, I still do that one. Oh, the other one is the lunge. And this is a bit random, but it still works for us. Basically, doesn't matter how you hold your child, like however is comfortable. And then basically just do deep squats. And A, makes you feel like you're doing some <laughs> kind of exercise and your bum looks great. But B, I don't know what it is about that motion, but it stopped the crying. And eventually, obviously, once they've stopped crying, they kind of start to fall asleep, which was the end game. But, yeah, deep squats. Is it is it like the pendulum? Because that's one that's meant to be quite good. You kind of, it's the kind of swaying with also going down motion. Uh, I've not heard of the pendulum. You kind of hold them like a, gra- like, like a grandfather clock and you kind of like sway them. It's for smaller babies, but <laughs> it works quite well. Picture that. <laughs> Um, Just to quickly finish then, because we are rapidly running out of time, Um, we always discuss our favourite products of the week. So, Natasha, I'm going to come to you first. What's your product for us this week? Okay. Um, Well, since we were talking about sleep uh, training, I don't really have a product as such, but it's a group. So it's a Facebook group, um, and you can search for it. It's called Wait It Out Mummies. And it's basically, um, so I wouldn't say they don't want to sleep train because there are a lot of them that give advice for, you know, gentle sleep training or no quiet solution sleep training. But it's for women who, you know, just want to wait it out until their babies are ready to sleep through the night. Um, And a lot of them are also breastfeeding mums. And so it's just great for advice um, if you're not sure what to do, whether you're co-sleeping or not, or you're feeding through the night how to wean your child it's 
it, it includes all of that and it's people from all over the world there's about 800 members um so it's a great resource for mums who um just want to wait it out for their children and what was the name of the group wait it out mummies we'll put a link to that in the description of today's episode as we will with all our products but um mary what have you got for us this week um I'm sorry, I got slightly distracted as I the demon has awoken. Oh, dear. Um, so what's my product? Oh my god, probably the glass of wine that I'm staring at. <laughs> um, <laughs> an actual product. Red case. or white? Um, oh, it's red. It's not even very nice, but it's just sort of numbing the pain. Um, we're going to get people writing in. So <laughs> do you want some help? Um, <laughs> what's my product? Actually, oh, actually, this week we have um, started introducing a little bit of baby rice because our little one just keeps grabbing food off our plate. Um, and that's meant to be a huge start, um, a bit of weaning. I know it's very popular, but Annabelle, Annabelle Carmel's books, um, I've got one of those. And it's fantastic just for kind of talking you through some of the early few weeks when you're feeling particularly tired anyway and <laughs> confused about that process. I don't know if either of you used it. I didn't use Annabelle Cromwell. I used another book that had a similar idea. But yeah, definitely, I would agree, get a book. Because there's a lot more to weaning than I ever yeah. realised. Yeah, Let's... that's the thing. I, I think the same here, that I hadn't realised it'd be complicated. I thought, oh, I'll just mash some banana and give it to her, but no. Um, my product, we got given these for Christmas, and they're basically the simplest toy that you could possibly imagine. It's a farm, and there's six little plastic animals, and they're all pretty colours. And then they each have a little house, but the houses are all different sizes. So they then also stack either on top of or inside each other. And they're just really simple. They're made of like very sturdy card and they have numbers down the side. And obviously there's all the animals and she now knows the pig noise. And she sits there and you say, what, what noise does a pig make? And she goes, <laughs> which is just really sweet. She's learning chicken at the moment. We're getting there. But yeah, she just loves them. I think they're from 12 months plus, but we got given them at nine months and it was fine. And with that, I'm going to go and pour myself another glass of wine and then get an early night <laughs> on the topic of sleep. Thank you both for joining and thank you listeners for tuning in. Join us next week when we're going to be discussing more about our own routines and how the parent routine falls into place as well. As always, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, get us at theparentcast.co.uk, listen via iTunes, SoundCloud, the website, let us know what you think of today's episode, and if you have any questions or tips yourselves on sleeping or routine, please do get in touch, and we will see you in two weeks' time. Bye! Hello? Mary, are you in position? Yes, sorry. We had oven chips. I just keep sneaking back and eating more. <laughs> where I'm going wrong. Okay. No more sneaking in. We're pressing record yeah, now. <laughs> it'd be good for me. It'd be good for me to sit far away. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to the sixth edition of the Parent Cast. I'm sorry, my my brain has gone completely blank. Oh goodness me. Uh... I, I love your hello. <laughs> I think we should start it like that. I think that's quite good. What, that my brain has gone blank? <laughs> yeah. a big pause. Oh. There you have motherhood at its <laughs> Okay, let's let's try that again. Whew, okay.